For the fat kid in gym class, pick last for kickball. For the Adderall, ground the powder and snorted up a dirty dollar bill in a bathroom stall. For some young people, there is no limit to the persistence of gravity. No more floor to fall through. No cut too deep. No drink too strong. No hope, so what? Self-destruct or bust or both. This is for the picked on. It's for the pissed off. It's for the pistol of a kid, the chess club pimp, and the theater geek. It's for the class clown and the goth out manga readers who keep the eyeballs buried in the trapper keepers. This is for the pair of glasses taking off. Pride in the parking lot beat down, sparking off for no better reason than the most popular jock thinks I'm gay. And that jock is a hypocrite. A locker room towel popping homophobic piece of This is for the parking dogs we all ran from and for the seven feet of chain link we raced towards, climbed up and then jumped over the 11 story buildings we considered free falling from and the wind we were nearly willing to meet halfway. It's for the soon to be forgotten and the wish they could forget, for the family and friends doing their best to talk the damage down off that damn ledge. This is for all of the awkward adolescents rocking their pockmarked complexions. It's for the prom queen's happy birthday abortion. And the look on the starting quarterback's face as he gazes into his boyfriend's eyes. He knows he's got a choice to make. He just don't know which choice to make. This is for the embarrassment none of us were spared, but especially it's for the special ed students who do their best but nonetheless are slow to show improvement. This is for the dyslexic kid who raises the middle finger at any motherfucker who thinks yeah. they're better just because the letters make sense on the page. Pardon me, allow me to be clear. This is for the lexic dick who faces a riddle maker at the mother who thinks their letter just because the betters sake mince page on the. So I used to work with these kids with special needs, right? Like Zachary, who became Alice from Wonderland when he was feeling magical. And would apologize for falling through rabbit holes. In between, blood sugar pin pricks when Carrie got a strike at the bowling alley. All the staff's hearts confetti parts erupted into stars. Yitzi wore yarmulke and included everyone in blacktop knockout games, but got stuck on math blocks like they didn't want to shoot hoops with him. Jerome or Jay? <laughs> Spit on you. Not much more to it. Dude was just kind of a jerk like that. But get him into a pool and he would show you how much he loved to swim. Lindsay says there's a monkey on her head, thinks she is the umbrella in the wind, would hold my hand like it's a lifeline. 
And David, David, would wear Michael Jackson t-shirts. Do the moonwalk and tip his top hat to show his class. He would speak into fake microphones and do interpretive dances like that fool invented the encore. And all of them, all of them, loved to eat lunch. Okay, the word handicap comes from the late 1900s phrase, hand in cap, used to describe people with special needs who were forced to bake for food in the streets while holding caps in their hands. If Zachary, Carrie, Yitzi, Lindsay, Jay, or David were born back then and treated that way, they would have been faced with fear and panic, fear and panic, fear and panic until... I'm just so glad that these bright stars did not burn out into a blind galaxy of impatience and ignorance. See, the quality of our society should be measured by its ability to take care of those who need it most, but our culture still values its property more than its people. Hey, can't you get them out of this Burger King? My kid and I are trying to eat. Our wallets speak louder than their voices. 50% of people with special needs are victims of abuse. A disability is not a disease, so do not try and cure them. My polling score was like Special Olympics low, bro. <laughs> They're not bruised fruit. Just a different kind of orchard. Just because we cannot say a lot of words does not mean that we do not have a voice. See, my friend's stories are as tall as trees and hidden behind their bark are brilliant, brilliant sparks. So if you ever see someone's broken stars splashed on the ground before them, help them sweep them up and place them back in their sky because Zachary, Carrie, Yitzi, Lindsay, Jay, and David will show you your mean moonlight can never drown out the brightest of stars. This is a different podcast. First of all, artistic expression is important. Where would humanity be without art? Sometimes, in order to convey the messages that we carry inside ourselves, art is the only way that makes sense. My past self, as a near-professional poet, has been called upon for this project, for sure. Second of all, I wanted to pair these two poems because both John and I share that underdog sentiment and I feel they complement each other. Lastly, I added the transcription to my poem, and I hope that it's helpful to have the words available to be read. With all of that being said, I do want to put a little disclaimer out there that there's an explicit language warning, if you will, 
Although I've bleeped out the actual vulgarity in the podcast audio, the linked YouTube video is the unedited version. Don't you just love how the poet John does two things here? One, how he shines on the underdog, particularly a kid who has special needs, and how in spite of their differences, he expresses a neurodiversity perspective instead of a disability one. Secondly, artistically, he brings us to what is perhaps an empathetic experience of someone with dyslexia, beautifully and ironically jumbling the words in order to drive home the point of the difficulty of language. While at the same time, the F.U. attitude that one can still have, which puts someone with a typical brain, quote-unquote, yet an insensitive sensibility, into their place. The only thing that I would challenge about this piece is questioning where John may have drawn the inspiration from. Is he giving the voice to an underdog's experience? Or does he hold the intention of creating art more or less intended selfishly? i.e. to like win a slam poetry contest or just write a cool poem even though it's not necessarily his own story to tell. But because I know him personally, I do know he was a teacher in schools for eight years and similarly to my poem, which follows how I drew from my direct experiences, I would give him the benefit of the doubt. But either way, he is depicting a general character in his poem in order to communicate the message of essentially the underdog as a sort of eh, trope to social culture in order to be pushing for greater awareness and relatability, of course, as the function of art and poetry can be. Now, in terms of my poem... Instead of a general, quote, underdog theme, my message is narrowly about people with special needs and how people should not write off their abilities and value as people because of their inherent disabilities, or as I more or less articulate, differences. I began with describing each kid by showing who they were, not in any kind of a deficit sense, but uniquely their personality. And I will say that I took poetic licenses-based stories not just on kids I worked with, but some adults, and changed names around, and other inspiration. I segued to some history and realities inspired from knowledge and anecdotes that I have come across directly or indirectly. Then I conclude with a sort of call to action. I think a great thesis line of mine is really, they are not bruised fruit, just a different kind of orchard. Instead of analyzing this line of my poem here, I'd like to just let it live and do its work for the message that it communicates. So I guess to conclude with this special edition, I just wanted to encourage folks to continue listening and noticing the ways in which we are all the same, experiencing the same trials, tribulations, and especially the same joys in life. However, it is also important to recognize differences, and even just by opening your heart and awareness to these stories, you are contributing to a change in human psychological evolution. And when we all make small changes, we can change the world in big ways. Thank you again for tuning in. Sky's the limit and beyond. Over and out.